0: Welcome to the Inspiro podcast, the podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist, transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals
1: and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice.
0: So we talked about the idea of what we're talking about there is is emotional intelligence. It's, it's the four spectrums of emotional intelligence that are lacking in most of us. Uh, sorry.
1: Well, I'm going to actually add a piece, um, which is that, that piece that goes along with or just before emotional intelligence, which is that act of seeing. Mm-hmm. As I explained to my interns when I'm teaching them about working with families, I said, you know, the techniques of family therapy are actually rather simple. Seeing the family and tracking what's going on, because you just have a second or two to deploy your intervention. And it has to be timed just right to have any hope for success. And that's all about seeing. And so when my intern comes in, it's like, no, I don't, I don't want you to learn a lot more uh, techniques. I want you to learn how to get into the rhythm of this relationship and how to see what's going to happen in this family not just what did happen 10 seconds ago but what probably what is happening now what's gonna happen very much the same with both patients and team Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know and and some of the most successful you know leader dentists are the folks who have have really good eyes and they can they can watch a patient walk into the waiting room and have some idea how to approach them. Uh, Not as a strictly intellectual piece, but just like, I just see, you just see whether they're tense. Are they relaxed? Are they uh, anxious? Are they trying to get somewhere on time? Um, All those pieces of data that you need so you can meaningfully deploy the EI. For my
0: vocabulary, I'm including that in EI. If if you want to uh, have that as a preface, I'm cool with that.
1: <laughs> no, I like it. I like it inside the I, I like um, it. Inside.
0: And you touched on where I was going with that next, and that was from patients to team members and our ability mm-hmm. to have those conversations. And so, as you were just talking about the ability to see your team members. As they come in, who's irritated without even asking them? Who who has a heavy footstep today? Uh, that kind of stuff. And then being able to have those conversations, being able to say, hey, how are you today? And, and mean it. Um, mm-hmm. it with the team is something that I think is another struggle, not just, I, I'm going to include a lot more people in this category because I think that as we talked about one of the top reasons why seasoned dentists get out of practice, sell to a corporate in order to take, to keep practicing, but without the need for what they think is going to be the need for that, that HR role. Um, It is a lingering problem in dentistry and I'm sure other fields as well with how do we maintain communication with teams, with teams that change over time
1: and keep our sanity. And it's uh, one of the things that I can, and I can actually see this out in the field. Um, New, inexperienced dental leaders are frequently surprised by what their team brings them. Hmm. And experienced leaders are rarely surprised about what their teams bring them. I mean, they already knew something was up and they kind of knew what it was about not like they already had it all figured out and, but, but they weren't surprised. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, there's a problem here. And pretty soon Nancy's going to come into my office. She'll probably be the one that comes in and talks for the rest of the team. And, you know, and that's probably how we're going to do this. And a, a very new leader would, you know, Nancy shows up and it's like, Oh, why are you here? And what's going on? And and I, I thought we were just going to have a regular day today. And it's like, yeah, a more experienced leader knew knew something was getting ready. hmm So I think I'm going to lean on EI again
0: and the idea of self awareness. So knowing ourselves enough to either be able to realize that we're not equipped for those some of those conversations, or that it's having a negative effect on us, and then the relationship management piece of EI that how do we manage our relationships in a way that is beneficial for both and helpful for both not just dismissive not ignoring and uh, you know we've we've covered some of these topics before in some previous episodes but it's it's a really important one here i think with as we're talking about the struggles of a new dentist and mm-hmm. and again i'm going to i'm probably going to say this multiple times during this episode but mm-hmm. training in the areas of communication leadership ei is just invaluable for a new practitioner um i would say it's more important than going to the next clinical ce because the clinical ce is you're you're simply adding on to your foundation from school or residency you're you're not going to be doing all that much—that's revolutionary, or that's going to set you apart, that's going to like make the ultimate change in what you need to do on a daily basis. But learning how to have better conversations, learning how to manage yourself, as well as helping to manage your team—that's mm-hmm. that—that's going to last a lifetime.
1: Sure. And you know, there's something I say on a lot of EI workshops when we get to the part about teaching how to manage conflict I said well of course you guys are scared of conflict you don't know how to do it well mm. you know we're all scared of things we don't know how to do well um so yeah you know EI is a it, there's there's a there's a, a learning curve and there's a there's an uncomfortable curve that it, you know it, it feels uh, stressful but what happens is if if, if, you, if you invest that time and energy and stress it makes running the practice so much less stressful. That's right. So you're putting on some stress at the front end, but you're taking a lot off at the back.
0: Switch gears a little bit. Sure. And as important as I just said, communication pieces to all this, the EI piece is to all this. Being able to treatment plan is also really important and scary. When we get out into the real world and we don't have somebody double-checking, we don't have somebody correcting us, it's all on us, that can start to feel overwhelming. Especially when you start to have patients come in that have a laundry list of problems being medical and dental. And Mm -hmm. how do you negotiate that? Uh, They're also fearful. And so now you have to give somebody bad news or... Do you even know how to treatment plan? Do you know what order to treatment plan things? Do you do the prophy and the perio first? Do you do a filling first? Do you do a crown first? Does it matter? Uh, do, you know, if they have headaches and sleep problems, do you treat those first or do you fix the teeth first? So, figuring all this out.
1: And isn't it wonderful in the textbooks, you know, uh, patients or clients only come in with one problem. That's right. Yeah. And real yeah. people come in with several problems. And I'm going to even add the the more hidden problem, more real world problems like, okay, they need three, they have three different dental problems. And their husband lost his job. And, you know, one of the kids is sick. And, you know, so it's like, oh my gosh, this isn't just a dental problem. This is a dental problem that's embedded in this person's life. And whatever problems are out there are also going to affect how to do the dentistry, which to do first, how much they can spend, what level of dentistry. Yeah, that's got to make treatment planning Mm -hmm. really complex. So a
0: friend of mine has done some research on person-centered care. (laughs) And it was actually from him that I learned that term, even though I know other people have used it in dentistry and elsewhere for various reasons over time. But that's where... I first kind of had my eyes opened to having different thresholds of care, depending upon where the person was at that time. So even though there's a tooth that we could probably save if we had $6,000 to save it, if that person struggles to put groceries on the table for their two kids, then doing an extraction for $150 is probably the better choice for them. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's Mm -hmm. what I've, my philosophy has been shaped such that I think that it's important for us to provide information and care about where the person's at and realize that there are things that are more important than teeth.
1: And, you know, we have a word for that. It's called quality of life Mm -hmm. and that you can't damage someone's quality of life. Even to fix something that you think is clinically very important,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I could I could do all sorts of stuff, but I have clients that come in and it's like, yeah, no, I know I have this childhood trauma, but you know, I gotta be functional, I gotta keep my job. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we work that and have, you know, let me keep my job? And my thing is usually, yes, slower, and there are things we won't be able to do, but I get it. You got to keep your job. So for you, that
0: would look like, oh gosh, things are serious. I really need to see you once a week for the next mm-hmm. three months. And they say, you know what? I, I agree. I probably need that, but here's what I can afford for, with time and money right now, and that's um,
1: twice and a month. Yeah, and also how much um, functioning can I sacrifice to this? Okay. So you know, when I went in to have my mouth rebuilt. Probably my first question to the dentist at the first conference is, will this change my ability to speak well?
0: Because
1: mm. my quality of life, along with my uh, profession, of, it is about speaking clearly and easily and for a long time if necessary. And if if they'd said, well, no, your teeth will be great, but you know, you're probably going to, it's really going to change the way you talk. And we were like, I would, I would have said, oh, no. No, I'm not doing the dentistry. Hmm. I, I will not sacrifice that 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 functioning mm-hmm. for dentistry. Right.
0: That is a really hard thing for us to wrap our heads around. I think I say us as anybody in healthcare providing or providing care to people because you're always going to be competing with <laughs> something else whether it's in a lot of lectures you'll hear oh the pay- you're competing with the next tv screen or the next disney vacation and while that's true sometimes you're also competing with things that are much more serious in life and and that can be hard for us to wrap our heads around about trying to figure out how to balance what has been beat into our head that this is the ideal. This is the treatment option. This is what you should do. This is what's right. Mm -hmm. And what the patient is saying about what they can tolerate, what makes sense for them. And it's not, you know, sometimes it's about how we communicate it, but sometimes
1: it's about what we're hearing or not hearing. And that we're up against the real world. Mm. And we can't really, we can't change that world, whether you're a dentist or a counselor, they're going to walk in with what they've got. And we have only a, what I call the scope of effect. I can affect some things in this person's life, but there are things I can't touch Mm. because I just don't have that kind of reach. You know, a counselor doesn't, I'm going to have to hand off to uh, their physician or their dentist or their lawyer, or, you know, um, so dentists are in the same spot Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of there are parts of a patient's life that are going to affect dentistry, but you can't get get a handle on it. It's just not given to you to do.
0: Thanks for tuning in as we continue to dig into some of the struggles as we've experienced them of new practitioners. As always, reach out with questions or comments to inspiropodcast at gmail.com. Talk at you next time.